Hey Rebels, my name is Matthew Barton. Welcome to the Rebellion Brewing Podcast. When you come through our taproom doors, one of the first people you'll meet is Jasmine Franks. Most people know her for pulling a tasty pint or posing for a quick photo for social media. But behind the scenes, she's also making a huge difference at Rebellion. It's kind of hidden, but we'll get into it. Best of all, Jasmine's usually up for whatever stupid idea I have for the latest photo or video of the day. It's awesome. I can just say, hey, I want to do this, and it's kind of dumb, and she's just like, yeah, okay, let's go. Jasmine is also one of my favorite people to work with, and I'm excited to sit down with her and share a beer, something we haven't really had the chance to do since COVID began. So let's get into it. Jasmine, welcome to the show. Thank you. How's it going? Hey, not bad. How are you? Can't complain. Very Monday. Good. It is Monday. <laughs> when it comes to COVID, how's it been? Definitely different, but it's overall it's been, I guess, okay. I mean, it's not great. <laughs> <laughs> I just keep thinking of the fact that you're on the front lines. Like you're dealing with every single customer that walks through our door. So yep. disproportionately, you feel it more than anyone else. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely been a change, but adapt, right? <laughs> <laughs> when you when somebody comes through the door and they're, say, not wearing a mask or not necessarily following the rules, you kind of have to be like the polite police, you know? Honestly, it's pretty easy to just like kind of put your like hands by your face and be like, where's your mask? And most people are pretty good about it. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> We've been lucky. <laughs> I've noticed our fans have been pretty cool about it. Oh, yeah. I've heard horror stories, but it sounds like we've kind of missed the worst of it. Yeah, we definitely didn't get the worst of it. I mean, there's no one screaming at me about wearing a mask, so. <laughs> if they did, would you kind of like give them a little pop? In a perfect world, but I mean, no, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start with beer. What did you pick today? I kind of said to you, Desert Island, what would you drink? Uh, honestly, I went with Amber. Deadly. Me too. <laughs> so good. Cheers. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> that was over-carbonated. Overfill. So why did you pick Amber? Honestly, I think it's more like one of the most underrated beers. Like I think a lot of people just look past it, but it's super balanced and honestly, I really like it. Especially if I don't feel like drinking Zillas all day. <laughs> I feel like I could enjoy Ambers all afternoon, whereas I could have one or two Zillas and then I'm like, I'm full and I'm done. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. The caramel is really nice. Mm -hmm. And I've always enjoyed that little hint of grapefruit, but it's not super cloying or powerful. See, maybe it's just me, but I don't get grapefruit out of it. I know a lot of people do, but maybe my taste buds are just out of whack for that. In the aroma? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Well, that's the interesting about beer. It's subjective because we know genetically your taste buds are going to pick up something different. And everyone's palate's different, right? So. Well, what do you tend towards? Like big, bold, spicy, hoppy, aggressive, or more subtle? Like in the amber? No, in any beer. Uh, Super hoppy. Like I used to hate IPAs, but now Zilla and the double is like are my go-to's where did you start in ipas no no and just in beer in general <laughs> kokanee okay yeah 
the training wheels of beer? Yeah, basically. The water <laughs> of beer, so. But what changed? How did you get into IPA? Um, I was actually working at Beer Bros, and Matt over there, he had really kind of like started to talk to me more about it. And I think it was the Rogue IPA that like was the first one where I'm just like, oh, holy shit. But now the Zilla is like my favorite. Nice. Yep. Beer Brothers is kind of responsible for a lot of people getting to stretch their legs. I think so. Yeah. I remember years and years ago before Rebellion, I'd walk into Beer Brothers and whatever they had suggested for the, the menu pairing, I'd be just like, I've never had that before. Okay, I'll go for it. Yeah, you might as well try it, right? You don't know unless you try it. Awesome. How long were you at Beer Brothers for? Uh, a year and a half, I think. I think. And then was it Rebellion after that? Or was there a few jobs in between? Uh, there was one job in between. Oh, okay. So it wasn't always just straight serving the whole time. You were bouncing around. No, I went, like, I managed a bar in the North End, then went to Beer Bros, then obviously worked in a dispensary for a while, and then I came to Rebellion. So you have, like, lots of experience with customers in various different settings. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> What's been the most fun? Honestly, Rebellion. Yeah. I like that a lot of our, uh, even like new clients and stuff, a lot of them are cool to like just joke around and like take playful jabs at each other. So I think that's awesome. I've noticed that you'll give people a little bit of sass. Oh yeah. I mean, and I think people, when they come to Rebellion, almost expect that of me now. I think if they, if I didn't, they'd be like, are you okay? <laughs> Why are you being so nice to me today? Yeah. <laughs> One of the things I wanted to bug you about was uh, styles, but you'd already said IPA. And when we talked about the island beers, we said if you're stuck on an island, we'd be drinking amber. What is something you're going to be excited about for 2021 in terms of beer styles? What are you looking forward to? Honestly, like I'd love to see more like fruity milkshake IPAs. I love them. They're awesome. And they don't hit you as hard as the double IPA, but. Do you think it's a more accessible IPA for customers? I think so. Like in terms of, like if you hated IPAs and I gave you a Zilla, you would probably throw the can at my head. But with the, like the fruit in it, I think it not dummies down the hops, but it's more of an introductory IPA. Maybe because you're giving somebody something they can expect to understand like everybody knows what a cherry tastes like yeah 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 like when we did that what was it a guava milkshake ipa You're like oh okay customers that hated ipas loved that one because it tasted fruity so it was good i don't know <laughs> do you think that might be a bigger trend going forward or just something that you're excited about i mean i hope it would be a bigger trend but i'm excited about it <laughs> <laughs> i keep thinking about those boring old guy German beers. Yep. Or the rye pale ale. Like Oh, I miss the rye pale ale. Right. That one was so good. I, I keep asking Zal, I'm like, bring it back. And he's like, Yeah, we'll get around to it. But we're doing some milkshake IPAs. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it is a little bit of a teaser on the podcast mm -hmm. because we have kind of laid out a little bit of the brew calendar and I did see a whole lot of milkshake IPAs are coming. It's gonna be a good year. <laughs> one of the other things we're doing is a lot of solo crush mm -hmm. what was your impression of the solo crush series so far 
not gonna lie, I didn't like a lot of them. Really? Yeah, I don't know why. Um, for me personally, wet hop beers have just never been my jam. Um, what was it? The cashmere? Cashmere? Yeah. I liked the cashmere, but... I think the cashmere tasted great after about two weeks. Yeah. It yeah. was a little grassy, had kind of like an onion thing going on. <laughs> an onion thing. And it was like kind of just too harsh. Yeah, initially, I think so too. But then after that, like a few weeks had passed, sitting in my fridge, I was like, oh, damn. Yeah, it was really, really good. I think you can come around to wet hop beers. I think you just need to try them again. I think so too. I think it's definitely one of those things. Well, look, I hated IPAs and that's all I drink now. So, but <laughs> yeah, I'm, n- I'm not giving up on the wet hop beers. Do you admit that you used to hate IPAs to customers? Yes. And then they make fun of me because if I sit down with them, they know, they don't even ask me. They automatically know that I'm drinking an IPA. Right. When you're introducing somebody to a beer at the tap room, what's kind of your thought process? Like, I know what goes through my head, but what are you thinking about when you're trying to get somebody excited about beer? Well, obviously, like, I always ask them, like, oh, what do you look for in beer? Like, malty, hoppy, what's your style? They say, oh, I like Canadian. Here's a lentil or a beach life. Like, but I don't know. I like kind of throwing a curveball and not telling them what I'm giving them in, like, the little sample glass. And, like, the blonde roast. This lady came in, hated everything except domestic light beers. I gave her a splash of the blonde roast, and she was all over it. So Why do you think? I have no idea. <laughs> and it's just a delightful coffee beer, right? It is. Super light and coffee. I love coffee. <laughs> I think people have a hard time wrapping their heads around coffee beers, though. Mm-hmm. Like, I think in a stout, you almost expect it. And that's the first thing when I like tell people, oh, we have the blonde roast. And they're like, oh, so it's like a stout or an amber. I'm like, Haha, no, it is not. <laughs> <laughs> do you think the general public has received it well i i get the impression that it split the crowd mm, yes and no i mean if you don't like coffee don't drink it you're not gonna like it there's a ton of coffee in there um but if you're say someone like me who can't function without coffee then it's definitely worth a try it's your jam yeah <laughs> what's one style that you'll never ever miss because it's just you can't drink it. Saisons. Oh yeah, I agree. I can't. <laughs> and what Hefeweizens? Really? Oh nope. Why not? I don't know. Um too much banana, I think. I don't know. That's what I get. That sounds like Vanessa's in your ear. Oh no. <laughs> no, it's just a personal thing. Like I love bananas, but I can't do Hefeweizens. They're gross <laughs> i was talking about uh saisons with mark mm-hmm. and he was saying one of the problems with saison is that a lot of breweries that try it don't have it in their regular lineup so they haven't dialed in the recipe they That's haven't fair. polished it or figured it out so when they do it you're getting actually a quite rough poor representation of the style and i think that's just what i've been served and I'm really reluctant to give it another shot. Do you think you would give Saison another shot? I did actually try one from um, Shelter. Uh, a friend went up to Saskatoon and brought me one back. It wasn't bad. 
I, I drank the whole can. Um, would I go out and fill my growlers or like buy another four pack? Maybe not. Maybe not. But gonna try. I'm feeling like drinking some feet aroma yeah. today. <laughs> oh man, why do you have to say that? No, I definitely can't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll just wash it down with some amber. Exactly. <laughs> When the vaccine is out and COVID is kind of defeated and ready to move on, what's the number one thing on your bucket list you want to get going? Mm. Go back to the going to live shows. Live music? Yes. Who are you going to go see? <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, anyone at this point, I'm not picky. <laughs> it's been a minute. If you could be picky, like, honestly, like, is it pop punk, emo, a little bit of My Chemical Romance? I have no idea. I'm just throwing names um, well, yeah, definitely. I love like the emo, my chemical romance music. Um, honestly, Motley Crue, I would die to see them again. Just because they put on a hell of a show or? Yeah. And they're one of my favorite bands. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> when it comes to the tap room, is Mark giving you any more input lately? Are you able to add some tracks to the list? No, I mean, I definitely fire off suggestions, but... I have noticed the playlist has like changed a lot. So, because of your influence? Oh, probably not. I don't know, but like I, f <laughs> I feel like when people walk into the tap room, it's a little bit of Mark's personality they're getting a taste of, mm -hmm. but also what the staff is bringing. Oh yeah. So I think when you get to pick the playlist or the songs or what's on the TV, they're getting to see what your sense of humor or your style and interests are. <laughs> They always get to see all like the weird stuff on the TVs from me and Sarah working. So horror movies. Yep, horror movies. Uh, if I'm working the day shift by the TV by the till, I always put on like '80s rock music videos because I think they're hilarious. So do people notice? They pick it up. Oh yeah, <laughs> they like to make fun of me for it, but that's okay. So live music. What else could you do besides live shows? What else would you do? Travel a little bit. Yeah. That would be awesome. Where? Honestly, I just like going to Calgary. That's like one of my favorite spots. So like for beer, hockey, music, just uh, well, that's where we brought my little brother back from. And then yeah, like music, and I like doing like beer tours around there too. So what does it mean when you say you brought your little brother back from Calgary? Uh, so like I was adopted out, but I have two other brothers and I've known both of them for, I think five years ish. I've only known D in person for like two years now. Uh, he has the same birthday as my kid, which is weird. And then he decided he wanted to come live here and now he works in the back at rebellion. So it's kind of a strange story. Like to back it up a bit, you were adopted. Yep. Did you know your biological family or? No, not at all. And then how did you meet up with your biological brothers? Uh, when you're adopted, when you're 18, you can like go and ask to basically get your file from when you were born. Um, so they send you a huge package from social services and it has all your info. And I ended up finding my older brother online. We like talked. Facebook? Yep. Facebook. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then a year after I'd sent the message, he looked cause it went to his, uh, message or message requests. 
So then that was probably a little shocking for him being like, oh, by the way, I think I'm your sister. What do you want to do now? So I drove up to Sylvan Lake, met him. Then while we were up there, he's like, oh, by the way, we have a younger brother. I'm like, oh, okay, this is fine. Where was your headspace when you were reaching out to your brothers? Did you, you wanted to find out more about your family or what were you looking for? Um, More about my family. And honestly, like, I like I was raised as an only child. Joke's on me. Now I'm the middle child. So that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and what was your impression when you met D? Like, We're like the same person. Like all three of us are, we look exactly the same. Like tattooed piercings, like uh, wearing combat boots, converse, skinny jeans, toques, beanies. Like we are the same person. I would say the thing that freaks me out the most is I knew you for about a year and some change before your brother came around. Yep. And D walks in and I, I took a double take because <laughs> you two have the same, not only facial structure, but mannerisms of speech. Yep. And I'm like, how does that happen if you didn't grow up together? Yeah. Nature versus nurture. Hey, it's freaky. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and I'm like, do you guys have like a hive mind? Because you guys kind of finish each other's sentences now. Oh, yeah, I know. It's It freaks me out. Did you plan that? No. I don't think we could have planned that, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> so how does it work from you meeting him to saying, hey, come back and hang out with me in Saskatchewan? I don't know, honestly, how that came about. Because I drove up, met him, spend, or I spent like a night, came back to the city and then I think it was like three weeks later, I had messaged him being like, hey, well, like, if you ever do want to move down here. And initially he wasn't supposed to move until like the spring. And that message was in the summer and like fall. I think I went and I got him. So you basically knew each other for less than a week in physical proximity. Oh, yeah. And you're like, hey, yep, this just clicks. We're family. I know, it doesn't make sense. That's next level. It is, it is. That's strange how family can kind of just automatically bridge those gaps. No, yeah, for sure. And how's it going? Do you guys get along? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we definitely get along. I mean, we work and live together, so... That's that's a lot of together time. Like, I think my sister would have murdered me by now if that was <laughs> the case with my family. Yeah, don't get me wrong. There are times that you can definitely tell that we're brother and sister. I tend to boss him around a lot, but... <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> he's very laid back, though. Nothing really seems to ruffle his feathers. No, he's a super, like, laid back, calm dude. And whereas I'm more of the, like, bossy and attitude-y one. <laughs> Is that from being raised as an only child? I think so. <laughs> I think so. I missed out. Like, the running joke is I missed out on uh, all my times to, like, bully him growing up. So now I'm making up for it. <laughs> One of the nice things about D is he also is always up for any stupid idea that I've got. Whether oh, it's yeah. photos or video. He's just like, yeah, let's give her. Yep. No reservations. No, not at all. I don't have to pull teeth or bag. He's just like, okay, you want me to jump into this and throw that and catch this? Yep. Basically. <laughs> Where do you think that comes from? I have no idea. I have no idea. It's just like... I don't know. When you ask us to like do pictures or videos, even if we look stupid, why not? Like it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> do people reach out to you or do they say when they come into the tap room, 
I saw you on that video or I saw you in that picture. Uh, a lot of the times now, if like they haven't been to the tap room before, they'll be like, oh, you're the girl like on the website with the t-shirt. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's me. <laughs> I, I think it was always important, at least in my mind, to feature our staff and our crew wearing our gear. Yeah. I felt that models were really inauthentic mm-hmm. and wouldn't be as true. So when you go to our website, you go to our web store, you're seeing people that are basically they're us or they're our super fans. They're our friends yep. rather than like some model out in Toronto who's never tasted the beer. Yeah. I think it's important. I want it to be more authentic. Like that's Jasmine wearing the be a rebel shirt, you know? Yep. You take it. You take it in stride. No, exactly. Your, your head isn't so big now that you can't fit through doors. No, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things I was thinking about this weekend was, my wife's like, COVID's on. I want to go back home for a month to go visit family. I'm going to leave you with the kids. And she's like, but you have to feed them vegetables. Ugh. You can't just give them macaroni and cheese every single day. And it kind of got me thinking, honestly, if I was going to be feeding them anything every single day, it would be chicken nuggets. Yes. Because that would be like my desert island last final meal would be a chicken nugget. Yeah. What would be your ideal desert island last meal Hmm. Honestly, and this is such a bad answer, but like the expensive instant noodles from Walmart. What brand? I don't even know what it's called. Um, I know it's like a black shin ramen. Okay. But like that would be my go-to. Do you fancy up your ramen noodles with like a little diced onion and an egg and some meat? No, I don't. Um, My kid definitely does. He now only eats it if I, like, soft boil an egg for him. So, <laughs> there's that. I sense a little bitterness in your voice. <laughs> if I let him, he would live off ramen. So. I think that's okay. Yeah, I mean, I try and slide a vegetable at him once in a while. It's fine. <laughs> I remember uh, when I was a little kid, if I was, like, having a sick day, my mom would make ramen noodles and the Highliner Captain Haddock fish, like those uh, triangle chunks. Oh, yeah, the flaked yeah. white fish. Yeah. And then a side of peas. Hmm. And she's like, you would eat it. And you would shut up and not complain about it. Hmm. And I still have a little affection for that kind of meal. But my wife turns up her nose. She's like, oh, that's gross. <laughs> what are you eating? <laughs> she's like, he, he, you Neanderthal. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have like a favorite meal like that from being a kid? Mm. Cheese buns, like cheese whiz on a bun and then like broiled in the oven. Like that was my go-to. I think I ate that every morning as a kid. So it's like a version of a grilled cheese? Yeah, kind of. (laughs) But less toasty? I'd almost say like more toasty because like you're broiling it and not pan frying it. But yeah. Would the cheese turn black? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. You had to toast it until it was like black and then you could like pick it off. And those are like literally the best parts. Like pick it off and eat it or just pick it off and then eat it? No, you got to like pick it off and eat it. (laughs) Explain to me the process. Like you'd have cheese whiz with the the pressurized nozzle or you'd have it with the knife out of the jar? With the knife out of the jar. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And what about now? What, What do you consider a fancy meal that you say you would pair with an amber? Mm. Take out sushi. 
take out sushi. Yep. Dig it. I think I've been really craving steak lately, mm-hmm. and I don't know why. I think maybe it was because Rob was posting videos of him doing the steak shake. And oh, yeah. Slicing the meat, and it was kind of slicing like butter, and it looked pink and, like, perfect, like, falling apart. Just fucking with steak. I know. And Rob's cooking is phenomenal. It's not fair. I'm really excited to have him back in the tap room this summer. Yeah, me too. One of the things that is uh, most favorite for me for Rebellion is our birthday party. Yeah. And he does a big peg and we do the whole nine yards with the casks and all that crazy stuff. Yep. Do you have a favorite Rebellion moment or memory? Um, I liked that like patio party we had. Where it was basically the white trash patio party. That was awesome. Remind me about that. What was uh, going on with that one? Well, we had, I think it was Zubaz DJing on the deck and just cans of beer. And then I think it was some dog rescue that was making like hot dogs. And that's where we got that cut out of Paul in his (laughs) casual Friday (laughs) (laughs) t-shirt. It was just hot dogs and beer. Yep. Hot dogs, beer, music. It was a lot of fun. What do you think set it apart? Like, it's it's clearly not a fancy or preposterous kind of pretentious thing. Honestly, I think that's what set it apart. Because there was no, like, I don't even think we had a rhyme or reason for doing that. I think it was just like, oh, we're going to do this. Oh, okay. Why not? I remember doing the photos and you guys were, like, pouring beer down your faces and all over your shirts. Yep. (laughs) Were you all sticky after that? Were you like, ah, fuck. I had to work that morning, so I didn't pour beer on myself. But, like, Mark and Paul definitely went ham with that. That was awesome. (laughs) I remember seeing uh, Paul's getting the tidbit nipply out. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, let's get you a fresh shirt. It was a brisk morning that morning, too, so. (laughs) One of the nice things about hot dogs is you can now get versions like uh not just pork and beef but chicken oh yeah and there's some really nice kinds that you spend a little bit more money you're not just getting a lips and assholes concoction of strangeness this is true (laughs) and i've i've realized that i don't want ketchup maybe a tiny bit of mustard and maybe a little bit of onion yeah and that kind of just works for me that's fair what's your preferred hot dog style Mm. Gross, dirty rink hot dog. Oh, man. Rink dogs are so good. Um, Honestly, like, just a regular hot dog with relish and hot sauce. That's, like, my ideal. I don't know why. Nice. (laughs) What's one thing that customers are always asking you that that you wish they would just understand? That we don't serve Coors Light and please stop asking me. (laughs) (laughs) What? It hurts. People ask you to serve Coors Light? It happens a lot. Like, really? Yeah, if they've never been there, they'll be like, oh, I'll get a, like, Ryan Coke, or like, hey, can I get a Coors Light? And I'm like, no. Like, I'm really, I don't want to do that anymore. No, please don't ask. <laughs> I don't think anyone listening to the podcast would make the mistake of ordering a Coors. <laughs> I'd hope not. I think now they might, though, just to mess with me, but that's okay. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm all out of questions but I still have like two sips of beer left. (laughs) I want to thank you for your time today. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for having me. Cheers. Cheers. 
Rebels, thanks for listening today. If you have any questions or comments about this episode, be sure to join us on our brand new Facebook group page, The Rebellion Brewing Podcast. I'm also proud to let you know that we're part of the Saskatchewan Podcast Network. It's a one-stop shop for tons of locally produced shows from across our province. And you can find them at saskpodcastnetwork.com. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Untapped so you don't miss out on the latest in Sass Craft Beer news. Thank you for joining the Rebellion. Thank you.